everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Shia Sofuji podcast. I hope that you guys are doing well. I feel like I haven't done an episode in like months. Well, the last time I did an episode, I think it was the beginning of January, but I'm trying to post twice during the month, and I didn't last month, so that's my fault. But this month, I will try to post two times because I need to be more consistent. But yeah, I hope that. January was a good month for you guys. It was a good month for me. And we're going to start February with a personal rant style video. I think that I want to do these type of videos on like a bi-monthly basis where I just rant and it's not really topic specific. I'm just telling you guys things that I've been into, things that's been going on, um, a status on my 2024 goals, like things of that nature. Then I'll end this episode with the Q&A. So yeah, um, I feel like I sound tired, but I just woke up. It's like 6 a.m. Um, yeah, yesterday I went to sleep at like 8 p.m. Um, your girl was in her feelings. And I don't know, when I start to feel like emotions of like sadness or I'm like, ah, I feel kind of depressed. I just go to sleep. So I went to sleep at like 8 p.m. Um, because it just, I don't know, sleeping is great. It just takes me away from my thoughts. And I got like nine hours of sleep. And then I woke up today at like 5.30 a.m. And I'm like, I'm not tired. And I don't have to go in the office. So I'm just going to film a podcast episode. So here we are. I hope you guys enjoy. And let's get into my rants because I have a lot to say in this episode. So let's let's talk about it. The first thing that I want to talk about is just my 2024 goals, the status, and how January was for me. January was a really good month. Usually at the beginning of the year, January is always like really sucky for me. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this again in February. But January was a very productive month for me. One thing that I've been doing differently, and it's only the beginning of the year, but I'm going to try to do this consistently throughout the year, is create milestones for myself like every month, just so that I have, you can say, something to look forward to, to at each month. And I'm, you know, trying to accomplish something on a monthly basis. So I wrote out like five goals that I want to accomplish in January, and I did successfully accomplish those goals. The first thing that I've been doing really good at is reading. I think I told you guys this, but in 2023, I was just, I'm not saying that I didn't read, but I was just not consistent with reading in 2023. Like I was very on and off. I didn't really read a lot of self-improvement books as much as I wanted to. And in comparison to like years 2020 through 2022, I definitely wasn't as much as an avid reader in 2023. So I'm like, in 2024, I need to get back to just reading. And I've been doing really good in January. I completed four books, which is super good. And um, yeah, I've been really doing well on my reading journey thus far. So I've 11 months ago, but I've been doing really well this far. Um, So the first book that I read is The Great Fall by Alicia Drake. And I really love this book. If you're like a fashion girly or if you just want to have more of an understanding of hot couture designers who originate in Paris, I would highly suggest reading this book. It was very juicy. It was very informative. A lot of tea about designers such as Carl Langerfield, um, Yves Saint Laurent, but just a lot of French designers. It had a lot of tea about them and um, it was really good. I've actually had that book. That wasn't DNF book that I had. I just didn't finish it. I read it up to page 50 back in like October of 2023 because again, I was just in a rut when it came to reading in 2023. And then I'm like, okay, I wanna finish this book this month. So I finished it and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, Really good book, 10 out of 10, would recommend. And then I read a book, it's called Not Nice by Aziz G. I don't know his last name. Okay, so this is a self-improvement book and it really tackles like the problem of people who have social anxiety and just not 
wanting to be too nice and just having that assertiveness to stand up for yourself on a daily basis, which I really enjoyed. But this was another DNF book that I had in 2023. I started this book in like October and I finished it in January. And one of the reasons why is because this book was so long. This book had 500 pages and I just don't find it to be justifiable for a self-improvement book to have 500 pages. Like it was just a struggle to finish reading this book. Um, a lot of gems, I would say in the beginning chapters, but near the end, it kind of lost its whole purpose of just not being nice and not having this people pleaser mentality. Because I'm just like, why is this book still going on? Like I'm 400 pages in, this is nuts. So that's like the only con that I had about that book. It was just too long. I think that my soft spot for self-improvement books is like maybe 280 pages, 350 pages max, but 500 pages was nuts. So I gave that book three stars. Um, and then, you know, I had to do a, a, little, a little romance books at the end of the month. So I read Always Been You by QB Tyler. Um, interracial book. This book was so trash, like one star. Um, it was giving, I was going to say Cher and Josh from Clueless, but I don't think, no, because Josh was Cher's stepbrother. This guy was the two love interests. He, she was his foster sister. They adopted her. Um, and then they like fell in love, quote unquote. She was 19. He was 30. I didn't really like the age gap. It was it made me uncomfortable. Yeah, this was trash. Like the writing style, it was decent, but I just, I did not like the book. Um, wouldn't recommend. And then I read The Italian Here by Camilla Stevens. It was a cute summer romance book. Like I would read it this summer when I go to Italy. It was about a girl, black girl, interracial book. The other book was interracial too. But she goes to Italy, um, meets this Italian guy, this Italian guy, invites her to stay with him for a week of smut. <laughs> That's essentially what the book is. Very insta-love, if you're into that type of thing. I don't think I'm really into insta-love type of romance books because I just... I like it to be gradual and I can't really get into the character characters if it's like an insta-love type of thing. So um, yeah, but this book, it was really cute. Like I would read it again during the summertime. Only thing is there's something that authors do to the main female character in books. And I hate when they do this too soon. I don't want to spoil the book, but that kind of ruined the book for me. But I just, I don't like when authors do that to the female character because it's like, okay, now the book's ruined. Um, if you know what I'm talking about, then you know. But if you don't, I don't want to spoil the book. But yeah, it was a cute summer read. Um, three stars, not a five star. But those are the books that I've been reading. And just like on the topic of books, I've been following a lot of, I don't know, book talkers. I'm not on TikTok. I've been on like the book side of YouTube. Is it called BookTube? But I've just been watching a lot of, I didn't even know this was a thing, like book influencers. Like there's one girl that I followed on YouTube and her name is Haley Pham, Pam. And her videos are just based on her reading books and like completing like 100 books a year. And I think that watching that type of content, it really gives me the momentum to like, okay, I want to accomplish reading that set amount of books too. If she can do it, I can do it. You know, so that's why I say like social media, it's not a bad thing. It just depends on who you follow. So I would suggest following book talkers or book influencers who can kind of give you that momentum to finish reading a book um, or when it comes to just your reading goals in general. So yeah, if you guys know of any like black book influencers, let me know because the one that I follow, she does primarily recommend um white romance books which uh, i can't i can't i mean i've read white romance books i don't mind it but like you know i don't want 
the main character to be blonde with blue eyes. I want her to be a black woman. So if you guys know of any recommendations of just influencers, quote unquote, on social media platforms who promotes like interracial or just black romance books, let me know because I want to read it. But yeah, in February this month, I went to read Wildflower by Aurora James. I'm on page like 150 because I finished reading like those four books in January, like literally mid-month. So I didn't have anything to read. So I just started on the book that I plan to read in February. Really like that book so far. I haven't finished it. I think it's only like 295 pages. So I might just finish it during this weekend. Um, yeah, really like it. It just, she speaks about her upbringing and how bad her upbringing was. She talks about how she went through the steps of creating her own brand. And thus far, I find it to be very interesting. And I like the book because it's an easy read. Like, it's not going into too much detail and it's kind of simple, but I like reads that are just really easy and that I can get through within just a couple of days. So I really like this book this far. And then another book that I really want to read is um, the Magnolia Park series by Jesse Hastings. This is a white book, but I don't, you know, like I don't mind reading books with white characters, but I would prefer to read books with black characters, but it's fine. But yeah, um, I've been going to Barnes and Noble a lot. I've been hearing a lot about like people just talking about third places. And I feel like Barnes and Noble is my third place in 2024 because it's just really relaxing. And I love Barnes and Noble because the whole atmosphere and the layout of the store is very nostalgic for me. Like it hasn't changed since I was a kid. So I just love visiting Barnes and Noble. And I love the environment. But when I was in there a couple of weeks ago, I saw this book and I read like the first chapter and I'm like, oh, this is my vibe. <laughs> um, it's giving Gossip Girl, it's giving the A-list series. And I love books about just rich people doing rich festivities and just the drama that comes with being a rich person. So I think that I would like this book. Um, I think I'm going to read that this month and I may just add on to more romance books because it's February and, you know, I gotta, gotta get in the spirit of love. <laughs> so that's how my book journey has been. I've been really consistent with reading in January and I'm really proud of myself. Okay, so next topic because I went on like a tangent of books that I've been reading and just the whole topic of books and yeah, just to keep it short, January was a very productive month for me and I read a lot of books and I'm excited about what February has in store for me. So let's talk about something because I want I want to talk about something. Um, I feel like on my blog. I've always kind of promoted solitude and being to yourself, being in your own space. And I kind of made it seem as if, you know, being to yourself is a flex. And I really want to speak about this topic because I recently received an ask question from the podcast submission page and they were like, oh, I love how that you promote being to yourself and I'm in college and I love not having friends and girl that is not a flex <laughs> and I just I want to be clear that the reasons why I went through periods in my life where I didn't have any friends is because I had to go through those periods and I just didn't have a choice but like even now like do I prefer doing things by myself do I prefer going out to lunch by myself do I prefer taking myself out during the weekends? Do I prefer going to concerts by myself? No, I do not. Um, but I have to because I don't want to live an unfulfilling life just because of my lack of friends here. Um, but I, I just never want to promote that, like, just the whole notion of not having friends is like a flex because that's really not a flex. Like, go out and make friends and meet new people. Like, I really just don't want to promote loneliness because... Being alone, it can be very depressing. I know that I kind of just romanticize being in your own space, which is great. And I think that I love being in my own space. I think that I'm a cool, dope person to be around. And I love being with myself. 
But as humans, it's really important for us to socialize. It's really important for us to make connections, even if those connections do not work out. It's just really important to just have people around us. And those times where I was alone, it was very depressing, okay? I, I was crying every day. So yeah, I've kind of gotten used to it because I I just don't have any, cho- any other choice. But I never want to like make being alone, being to yourself, not having any friends, a good thing because it's not a good thing and it can get really lonely. And I just wanted to like clear that up because I received that ask question. I'm like, girl, like not having friends in college, go outside and make friends. Like, don't be like me (laughs) because yeah, I got a lot accomplished and it was like, it was a great time just from a self-development aspect, but do I wish I had like a college experience and do I wish I had friends during college, lifelong friends that I made during college? Yes, I did. So don't, don't do that. Like I just have to emphasize that because I just didn't agree with that question. I never want to steer young girls the wrong way. And, you know, I think that your early 20s and just your college years in general, that's the time to really find yourself. And it's the time to meet new people. It's the time to date. It's the time to make friends. So don't don't ride solo. Like, don't do that. Um, But yeah, I um, in the past, I've preached a lot of things that I no longer agree with. Um, You have to remember that was back in 2018. I was 19. So now that I'm almost 25, it's like I just have a different perspective over things, um, which is normal. I'm growing uh, and I'm saying all this to say. I know that I said in the New Year's resolutions episode, I said, you know, we're not dating in 2024. I'm going to keep it a buck. I've been dating. (laughs) You know, things change. People change. Feelings change too. I know that the circumstances would have changed me because I am very indecisive and I'm a Libra. So eh, I've been dating. Yeah. um, Why have I been dating? It's because I'm bored. I'm cute. And I just want, I, you guys know, like I date for the experience. I date just to put my makeup on and to experience that other person. I don't really date with intention. I think that kind of annoys a lot of guys, but I just date just to like, I just date just to go out and to wear my outfits and to look cute. I don't date for any other reasons other than that. But I restarted the roster. I did. Um, You know, we have five contenders right now. And it's just, it's fun. But I don't know. I I just, I, okay. I want to talk about multiple things when it comes to dating. The first thing I want to talk about is just how hard it is for me to date because for some reason I found that a lot of men just don't think that I like them um and I remember so there was a situation that happened last summer and there was this guy this guy was really cute like he looked like um Damson Idris he was in his 30s he dark skin tall like short dreads really cute But he looks like an older version of Damson Idris. Like, I feel like Damson Idris has, like, a baby face, but he looks like an older, more buff tattoos version. But he was very cute. But um, I was with my friend. And my friend, she's very extroverted, which is great. I love that for her. But she's the type of person to, like, when she's around, like, a group of people, she'll just tell her whole life story, which is amazing. I think that her vulnerability is just 10 out of 10. I love it. But I'm not that type of person. Like, in order for me to open up, it it may take me not even days or weeks or months. It's going to take me maybe a year, you know? Like, that's just the type of person I am. I just, it's really hard for me to trust people. And I'm just not going to open up to someone who I just met like an hour ago. And so this guy, he was just, he was talking to my friend and then he was talking to me. And, you know, I'm nice. I'm like, Hey, like, where are you from? I'm from this down the third, blah, blah, blah. What do you do? You know, so I was like making conversation with him, but he just kept coming over to the table to talk to me in particular. And he was like, you know what? And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> he was like, I noticed that you're just really just closed off. And mind you guys, I've only known this guy for like an hour. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe that's just, I don't, I, I don't know. 
But like, I'm not going to open up to someone who I've known for an hour. Granted, my friend, she's the type of person to do that, to open up, to let loose. I'm just not going to do that. I'm very observant and I'm very picky about who I'm going to open up to. And he was like really offended. He was like, you know, like, I don't know, it seems like maybe in the past something has happened. Just met this guy and he was just making these assumptions about me. But um, I don't know, maybe, you know, he was very attractive. So maybe he was just used to girls just being all up on him. But I'm like, sir, I don't know you. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to just open up to you. Like, we can have, like, light surface level conversations, but I don't know you. And I'm using that example just to say that, like, I just, like, I don't know why me, five foot three, weigh 120 pounds, I just intimidate a lot of guys. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because they just, I don't know, maybe they just look at me, they're like, oh, she's, she's bougie, she's high maintenance. Nah, I can't handle that. Which is fine, because like, I don't want a guy like who can't handle me. But yeah, I just find that throughout my quote-unquote dating journey, it's like these guys who I'm talking to, they just need reassurance that I'm not going to play them and that I actually have feelings for them. And it's so weird. It's like, yo, give me a break. Like, I'm, they're just so needy. And I don't know if this is just me, but it's like, I don't know. So I'm going to tell you guys a situation that happened. Okay. Like, okay. So there's, you guys know, like when you have a roster, there's one guy, a part of the roster who you just, you're like, okay. Like I, I prefer you more than the rest of the four guys who I'm talking to. That's just normal. You're going to like one guy more than you like you know the rest that's just human nature that's gonna happen but yeah so there's one guy part of the roster and um he's really cute but he's very i don't know because see the guys i talk to they're pretty boys i mm, do i talk to pretty boys yeah the guys i talk to they're attractive so i'm sure they have like a lot of girls who are on their body meaning they just give them compliments. They just tell them, oh, I want you to be my man. I want to be your girl. But I'm just not the type of person to do that. And so we're going to call this guy. Um, no, I can't use that nickname. <laughs> I was going to say, okay, I'm going to say we're going to call this guy Keith Powers because he resembles Keith Powers. Um, you guys know the actor Keith Powers. He has that like 90s type of fine about him. So Keith Powers I really liked him. I thought he was really cool, but he seemed very insecure. Like um, we would talk and he would just always bring up like his expectations for a relationship, which turned me off because it's like, sir, I'm commuted about, we're not going to get married. Like, why are we talking about marriage? And this is not going to happen. Like he was like, oh, I want to settle down. I want to get married. This is what I look for in a relationship, this, that, and the third. Like I'm, I just got like really turned off from the situation. And he was like, you know, like, I noticed that when I talk about these things, you just kind of act very blasé about it. And I'm like, yeah, because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really care about, <laughs> I don't care about, you know, I, I, maybe I want to get married in the future, but I don't, I don't want to right now. Like I'm young, like I'm trying to, you know, like I'm not trying to get married right now. I don't know. He's just really needy. Like he just needed that reassurance, like. He got, he felt a type of way one time because I wasn't telling him that I liked him. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Like, just me talking to you should give you enough affirmation that I like you because just in general, it takes me a lot to open up to people. So this should be the sign that I like you, obviously. But um, yeah, it's just so weird because it's like, guys, they just never think that I like them. And they just always think that I'm just really closed off. And it makes me think like, yo, like how are girls out here acting? Because I'm just acting like myself. It's like, I don't wear my heart on my sleeves. You're not going to get me to open up to you like ASAP. So I'm like, why are you feeling a type of way just because I don't want to express my feelings to you, sir? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. Like dating is wild. I find all of these guys to be very needy and it's a fun experience, but I may dismantle the roster. Like that always happens. I I just always end up dismantling it because it's just a lot on me. 
And just talking to like five guys at once, I'm sorry, but that's like really overwhelming. But I'm gonna do it because, you know, Valentine's Day, I'm trying to get that gift. But um, yeah, I went on a really cute date in January with Keith Powers, the guy that I was talking about. And it was really cute. Um, like it was a really cute date. I've went on dates all the time. I go on dates all the time, but usually the person that I go on a date with, I just feel like really like indifferent about them. There's never been like any feelings like associated with them. I just kind of looked at it like, oh, I'm going on a date um, with this person. We're going out to dinner. You know, like it's it's never been, oh, this guy is so cute. I'm going out. You know, you know. So it's like never any feelings connect associated with the person that I'm ever going on a date with. So I went out on a date with Keith Powers, <laughs> and it was just a really good date. It was really adorable. Um, he was talking about, you know, the relation, wanting to be in a relationship, wanting to get married. And you can kind of see it in my face, but I didn't want to talk about that. So he did change the subject. And it was just a really cute date. Like, um, afterwards, we held hands. That's, like, very unlike me because I'm not an affectionate person. I am I do not like to be touched, like, at all. Um, the only person who I feel comfortable touching, like, hugging and holding hands with is my mama. And that is it. But like if we're if we're holding hands, like I must be really comfortable with you. And he's like really um he's really tall, he's really big. So like his hands are like so much bigger than mine. I just found that to be really cute. But yeah, it was a good day. I was like, okay, whatever. But after the date, you guys, he started to act distant. <laughs> and because of my trust issues, and because I I have such respect for myself that um i just like to protect myself and i'm just like sir what's happening i didn't tell him that but when i when people start to act weird i act weirder you know like what was that quote when you go low i go lower like that's that's me so you know i deleted his number um i delete the text thread i'm like i'm gonna act like you don't exist because you're acting weird and that was a really cute date and like what the heck so I did all of that. I remember I told my friends. I told my friends and they said, you know, like you're being just incredibly dramatic. You, he, Maybe he's busy. But you guys, I think that if a guy really likes you, he's going to show you that you like. he likes you. You know, like he's going to be consistent. He's not going to just not text you for two days. I'm sorry. So like. And I'm not like a clingy type of person because I don't I'm, I'm like a sucky texter myself, but I need a hey, work is busy, work is crazy, um, I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. You know, like, I just need that reassurance. But for him to not do that, that's why I'm like, I'm deleting the text thread, I'm deleting his number, wasting my time. Because I hate when my time is wasted. But, um, and side note, you know, I'm talking to a law student and his workload is absolutely crazy. And yeah, he doesn't text me like consistently throughout the day, but he texts me and he reassures like, hey, I'm going to be busy, but hope you have a good day today. Like that's all that I ask, but I can't talk to someone who just doesn't text me like at all for a day. I know that, you know, my friends was like, girl, he's has this said position. He's probably crazy busy. I don't care. I don't care. Okay. People have their phones on them like 24 seven. So yeah, I um, deleted his number. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like, whatever. I got like four other guys, not that deep. And he ended up texting me like a five paragraph message um, just talking about how, oh, I really like you. Da, 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 da. I think that you're so pretty. I think that you're so cool. But I honestly don't want to get my feelings hurt because I feel like you don't like me. <laughs> like, it was so crazy. And I don't know why guys don't think that I like them. Like, sir, I don't know. It's like, I feel like they just want me to be just all up on them. And they're used to girls who are just giving them a lot of attention. They're used to girls who are reassuring them that they like them. But I'm just not the type of person to do that. Like, I'm not the type of person to... I would never in life tell a guy, oh, I really like you. I think you're so fine. I think that you're so da 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 Like, I'm just not the type of person to do that. I'm... I should show through my actions of wanting to hang out with you that I like you, but I'm not going to verbally tell you I like you. Oh my God. <laughs> so that's what I've been going through when it comes to dating. Like these guys are nuts. They're really needy. They're very insecure. 
and yeah i i'm i don't know i'll i'll in the next update video i probably will dismantle my roster because it's just really like emotionally draining like oh it's it's a lot but that's this was very long <laughs> that's what i've been up to when it comes to dating okay so now i'm just gonna kind of freestyle and just tell you guys just general things that i've been into let's start with television shows because i have been addicted to this um, I've been watching a lot of RuPaul Drag Race. I always loved RuPaul, but I've never watched like RuPaul Drag Race until one time it came on my For You page on YouTube. One of the lip singing battles and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this? I need to watch it. This is, this is amazing. So I started watching a lot of seasons. Um, I just love it. Like I think the pr preparation of getting into drag and lip singing battles and just the theatrics of it all. It's very camp, it's very fashion, and I love it. It's amazing. Um, I love Bob the Drag Queen. I love Trixie. I love Naomi Smalls, um, Monet Exchange. Um, I'm missing like a bunch, but those are like my top four favorites. But yeah, I love RuPaul Drag Race. I'm obsessed. Um, someone recommends like a really good season to watch because I've watched quite a few seasons, but um, I, I just love the show. It's amazing. And I'm surprised that I'm just now getting into it because I'm super late, but <laughs> yeah. Another show that I've been watching, I've been re-watching America's Next Top Model. Listen, the best season of America's Next Top Model and the only season that matters is season three, okay? The prettiest black girls were on season three of America's Next Top Model. Takara is gorgeous. Takara is just so pretty. Like there's everything about her personality, the way that she looks, her body was on 10. Like the girls were jealous of her. Like all the judges were jealous of Takara. She was so beautiful and I love that how after the show, she got so much success, even though they kind of came for her on America's Next Top Model because she was a plus size model, which is stupid. But um, I love Takara. Yaya, very annoying. Pretty girl, but very annoying. Like every time I rewatch that season, I'm just like, uh, Yaya. What did she have? That shirt that said, Respectito? Like, no, I don't. Very pick me-ish. <laughs> but very pretty, like super pretty. Eva, love Eva. Eva, out of all of the girls, I will say that Eva had the most striking look. Like, I think that Eva was gorgeous. She was annoying in the beginning, but she was just, she had that star power about her. And then there was Kelly. Kelly was really pretty. I don't know why, but I remember when I first watched season three of America's Next Top Model, like, years ago. Um, I just always thought that Kelly reminded me of, like, Tony Childs, Jill Mari Jones from Girlfriends. But she had that like pretty skin complexion. She was tall, those same pouty lips, but um, she's really pretty. And they kind of just messed with her self-esteem all throughout that whole entire season. And because of it, she was kind of just overthinking every photo shoot that she was in. And it was a mess, but um, those are my top four girls on America's Next Top Model who are my favorite. And I don't know, it's just, it's so interesting because just rewatching the seasons of America's Next Top Model, it's extremely problematic, like very much so problematic. Um, just some of the comments that they would make, it's crazy because if that show premiered today, it would be canceled like within a couple of days because it was just very problematic, but it was the early 2000s. So it was understandable and I'll give it a pass just for that mere fact, but still America's Next Top Model. It was nuts. It was crazy. And just like the different runway challenges that they had the girls doing, it just did not make sense. Like they were just, it was stupid. Like I was watching a complication on YouTube of some of the crazy runway challenges. I'm like, yo, like no model has ever done this in their whole entire life. Um, but it's fun to watch because I grew up watching America's Next Top Model and I have been thoroughly enjoying rewatching all of the earlier seasons. Speaking of, I've been in a supermodel mood. I'm always in a supermodel mood. Like that's not <laughs> something that's not ever a thing. But um, I've just been watching a lot of runway complications of Tyra Banks in particular, back when she used to model for Victoria's Secret. And I kind of went through like a whole era in January of just reading more about the beef between her and Naomi Campbell. 
because I knew about it and I knew the iconic quote from Naomi that was like, do you even know Gianni Versace? So I know all about it, but I just kind of re-read about that whole situation. Um, but yeah, I rewatched that interview and I don't know. I just, Tyra Banks, I think that she's a beautiful woman. Um, I think that, you know, back in the 90s and back in the early 2000s and back when she was waddling for Victoria's Secret, she was literally like perfect. But I do not like her personality. It's not nice. And even on America's Next Time Model, the comments that she would make about like other black models was brazy, especially because she came out in a time where, you know, she was the minority and where there wasn't a lot of black models in the industry. So for her to kind of come for a lot of the black women who were on America's Next Top Model is wild. But yeah, those are the two shows that I've been watching. Paul's Drag Race and America's Next Top Model. You guys, my dog is like barking and I don't know what's wrong with him, so hold up. <laughs> okay, so songs that I've been into because I always want to add music that I've been listening to um, in these episodes. I've been really liking TW, I think it's Twin, Crescent. By Justin Uzuka. I love Justin Uzuka. I'm seeing him in concert March, but I'm super excited because I've been a fan of his forever. And then OML by McKinney. I'm super bad with names. Featuring Dustin Conrad. I love Dustin Conrad as well. Um, let's talk about artists because what's been going on? Um, <laughs> what's been going on? Megan? I'm scared to say. I'm really scared to say because I don't want Nikki's fan base. I'm scared. Like I'm genuinely scared. Like I've never, um, I've never seen like a fan base as, as I don't want to say it <laughs> on the same level as Barb's. Like I'm, I'm petrified. But um, we're getting into that. But first, I want to speak on Sweetie. Because Sweetie recently released a freestyle and it reminded me of her Icy Girl era. And I'm like, Sweetie, are you gonna, is like, what's happening? Is the Icy Girl freestyle raps era coming back? Because you guys know, if you've been following me on Tumblr since like 2018, I've been a fan of Sweetie way before she became mainstream. Like back when she made that high maintenance freestyle I was a fan of hers like back when she had like 100k followers on Instagram and she was still considered just like a pretty girl on Instagram an IG baddie I've been a fan of hers because I saw the potential I thought that she was really pretty I thought that she was very unique and I'm like oh okay this is different you know in comparison to the other rappers that are out and as she got more famous I've noticed a change in her aesthetic you know, that I didn't really like, and I just kind of was kind of turned off by it. But it does seem like she is coming back to her roots. And I would be interested to see Sweetie make a comeback. Like, I don't think that Sweetie's like a, I'm just gonna keep it a buck. She's not, I wouldn't consider her to be on like Little Kim's level. She's just not, like, she's not a, an, a like an amazing rapper. Like, oh my gosh, she's, no, like she's not, but she should just stick with like pretty girl, I'm pretty, I'm smart, I got my degree type raps. And I think that she would go far with that. And like get rid of like the IG baddie aesthetic. Because first of all, that's not even in, like it's really not. And I think that I would I would support her again if she went back to that icy girl era type of aesthetic that she was on when she first came out. So Hopefully in 2024, she switches up because I do, I do like Sweetie. Like, I think that she's a likable person. That's what I think. I don't know her, but um, when she first came out, I just, I did. I loved the whole high maintenance. Um, I'm expensive. I got my degree. I'm educated type of movement that she created. But um, so hopefully, hopefully she's going to resurrect in 2024. Okay. So this Megan and Nikki drama. I want to talk about it. I've been a fan of, of Megan's. It's actually similar to like Sweetie. Like I've been a fan of Megan since like 20, because I've been a fan of both of them like around the same time. Like I was a fan of Megan back when she had like 50K followers. Like I saw the potential, like my, my mind, it's crazy, right? But I saw the potential in Megan. I'm like, wait, this girl is really talented. 
Um, I do think that as of lately, because Megan went mainstream, I just wasn't really into her music as much. I think that she does really good when it comes to freestyles. And I think that Megan's first EP was like A1. Like I love Naturally. I think that her first EP, like everyone's always really hungry on their first EP. Then after they get the record deal, after they get mainstream, it's like, okay, like I don't have to work as hard as much, you know? So um, I've always been a fan of, Nick, of Megan. And this beef, it's just really interesting because this is all I'm going to say. I think that there's a running thread of Nicki Minaj coming for new, young, cute, talented girls in the rap industry who she finds to be a threat and who she finds to be a competition to her. And I just, okay, it's like, it's really hard because I am, I'm not a bar, but I have been a fan of Nicki's since I was like, what, 12? Like, you know, like she inspired a lot of my style decisions growing up. So it's really hard. It's like Nikki, I feel like she has made such an impact in the female rap industry that she should be the type of person to kind of mentor these young girls who are trying to be on the same level as she is because she is on a higher level than a lot of the other female rappers who are out now. But instead, it's like you're bullying, um, you're just not being a nice person. Um, I don't know. Like, I just, ugh, it's it's hard to get into, but I do think that Nikki, what she's doing, it's kind of above her in a sense. It's like, why are you doing this? You should be an inspiration to your peers, but instead you're going back and forth like you're in high school and like you're not a 41-year-old woman, you know? Like, it's just a really weird situation. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to get into it, but I do not condone bullying. I think that Nicki Minaj is very above what she is doing. I think that it's, I don't, I don't know who this person is. And um, yeah. And you guys know I'm not into like celebrity drama, but I had to. Like what? Everyone was talking about it. I remember I was like two days late because my friend was like, girl, did you hear about the Nicki and Megan drama? I'm like, no, what happened? But that's my two cents about the whole situation. So let me know what you guys think. All right, it is time for the Q&A segment. So first question, hey, hope you are good. This is probably a very silly question, but I am really struggling right now and your input might help. So I have recently realized I have really bad friends and yes, I want to cut them off my life, but I don't know how. Up until now, we have always done everything together and we have the same friends group and network circles. I don't want to fight and make it into a big juicy drama story for the rest of our friends. I want to cut them off swiftly and quietly, but how do I actually achieve that? I would just tell them ghosting is fine, especially because you said that your friends were pretty terrible, but because you have mutual friends, it's going to be weird going to say a birthday party and you see your older friend circle and they're like, this girl just ghosted us out of nowhere. I mean, like, who cares about the feelings of others, right? But it would just be more responsible and more respectful to just tell them, hey, I'm in the headspace of just focusing on myself right now and what I got going on and I wish you all the best. Um, just keep it short, keep it sweet and respectful as if you're resigning from a job position. And Personally, when I send someone a message telling them that I'm not interested in continuing that said relationship, I'm pretty firm on my decision and I don't want to see their response. So I do just usually delete their number in the text thread. I don't block unless someone did something like super wrong. But um, yeah, so I would just suggest doing that. But the older that I get, I find ghosting to be kind of unwarranted and a bit childish. Um, I used to be a ghoster and, you know, unless the person did something to you that's just so bad, so rude, I don't think that just blatantly ghosting someone is warranted. But um, yeah, I would just suggest telling your friends that you just don't want to be friends with them anymore, deleting their number, deleting them off Instagram, deleting the text thread and moving on with your life. So that's what I think. Next question. As someone who hasn't been in a relationship, is it wise to tell men that I haven't been in a relationship 
Also, should I tell men if I'm a virgin when they ask? The question, are you a virgin or what's your body count? It's giving high school, like it's giving 16 year old who doesn't know anything about anything, who has never talked to a woman before, and who doesn't know of any other questions that has substance to ask. I don't really think the are you a virgin question is any of their business. And if a guy is asking you this question in the beginning to know you stages, that's a sign to you regarding what he's looking for. And he's just trying to date you for your body and not for anything else. Like, here's my thing. I feel like the are you a virgin question, it determines the amount of respect a guy will give you. And if you're worth their time, like if you say no, they're like, bet, she's experienced, I can just get a, you know, I can just get her in bed. And if you say yes, they're looking at you as a challenge. And some guys will kind of get excited by this and want to be your first because guys are very stupid. And then there's the other type of guy who will get turned off and will go after someone who isn't a virgin because he'll deem the other person to be more open in terms of the idea of hooking up. I'm giving y'all insight tea of the male brain because men are very stupid and predictable. And once you figure them out, you'll realize just how much women are really the superior gender. And so, yeah, if a guy asks you this, don't answer the question. Just tell them, I don't think that's any of your business. And I would even go as far as to just never talk to them again. The only situation where it's okay to tell a guy this information is if the relationship is getting on that intimate level and you've known the guy for a long time or you just feel that it's right for them to know if you're a virgin but other than that like who cares you know um and then to answer your other question which i can kind of relate to because i've never been in a relationship but i do not tell men that i've never been in a relationship if i tell a guy this they're going to put me in a category of okay what's wrong with her Now, I don't care about what men think, like who cares, right? But men are very silly and me saying that I've never been in a relationship at my big age, they're going to be a little suspect of me. So this calls for me having to lie. Um, I have an imaginary ex-boyfriend that I make up and I tell guys that, you know, like when they ask me about my past relationship, I'm like, oh... Me and my ex, like he was great. It was a great relationship. He spoiled me. He bought me things. He took you on vacation. But I ended up moving. I had to end the relationship, but it was great. Like I just lie. Like I just really gas, like, you know, my imaginary ex-boyfriend up. So they're like, oh, wow, she had a great previous relationship. You know, like you just have to lie to men. Like it's okay. They're not going to (laughs) know. But, um, you know, you have to use that right reverse psychology on men. Um. But yeah, I wouldn't, don't tell guys that you've never been in a relationship. Just lie and say that you have, but you're just focusing on yourself right now. I don't know. But just lie, you know? <laughs> Sometimes you have to lie. Next question. I saw the Simone Biles ask about saying, about dating down, but I have a follow-up question. How would you know in the first stages of the dating slash the relationship that you found the guy that is your right match and not a level down? Okay, so for context, I think someone asked a question about the Simone Biles situation and her husband. And I basically responded with, if you date down, you receive that type of treatment. But the thing is, I don't think that Simone Biles' husband is a bum. He's an athlete in his own right. From a financial standpoint, Simone does make more money. But I would say that they're pretty much on the same level and it's not too much of a downgrade. But the problem in this relationship is one, Simone chased after the man, which is a no-no. And two, although he's an athlete who is a millionaire, as a woman, you can't really date men who doesn't have, if not the same, but similar accomplishments as yourself or they're bound to get jealous. But um, to answer the question, in the beginning of the know-you stages, I think it's really important to just ask good questions. Don't spend your time in the honeymoon stage, asking really surface level, getting to know you questions, try to dig deep, um, figure out if the guy you're talking to is emotionally mature or not. Like when he's talking about his past relationships, does he spend the majority of the time talking down on his exes or does he acknowledge the mistakes that he made as well? 
what are his values? You know, like you have to ask questions that make sense so that later down the line, you're not shocked when he switches up because you already got a sense regarding who he is in the getting to know you stage. Like the only type of men I entertain are men with coins, but just because a guy has money doesn't mean that he's any less of a bum. Simone Biles' husband being an example, but she's not going to leave him. She's probably going to stay with him. So whatever. That's not, (laughs) that's besides the point. But I'm just saying like, there are a lot of wealthy men in the world who are absolutely nuts and are very jealous of women, but the women stay with them because they're just not smart enough to kind of vet them from an emotional standpoint. This is so unrelated, but I was rewatching Wags Miami. If you guys don't know what a WAG is, it stands for a wife or girlfriend of a professional athlete. But growing up, I always wanted to be with an athlete. Like I was like, that is the life for me. I'm going to be the wife of a football player or a basketball player. I know. I don't know. I don't know what I was on back then, but I think just seeing these beautiful women getting spoiled, going to the games, it seemed aspirational at the time. But as I got older, I'm like, wait, this isn't really the mood because these men are treating these women like absolute trash. Like on the show, yeah, these women were beautiful and they were getting Bentleys and nice houses and Birkin bags, but their men were cheating. They were stringing them along with five kids and no ring for 10 plus years. And these women, they stayed because of the money despite their significant other being trash. And that's why it's just really important to just really vet the person that you're dating. Like, see past the good looks, the money, the fluff, and figure out who he really is. And this is maybe my problematic opinion, but you know the signs of a man who cheats. You know the signs of a man who's trash. You see these signs early on in the relationship, but women, they tell themselves, oh, maybe I'm just being dramatic. And then years down the line of being with this man, you realize you weren't bugging and he turns out to be trash. So just to wrap it up, You need to vet men. You need to not waste your time. You need to trust your gut in the beginning to know you stages. If he seems off, he's off. If you think he's on your level, he's on your level. It's really, it's really that simple. Next question on your podcast. Can you talk about your experiences with social media, social media hiatuses? Um, what do you want me to talk about? (laughs) This is a very, it's a very vague question. Um, Okay, I'll talk about my journey using social media. So during my early teen, well, like growing up, I didn't really use social media. I had, I think, Facebook when I was in middle school, and then I deleted it. And then I had Instagram when I was in high school, which I barely posted on. Um, I think I only used Instagram just to like check out on some of my favorites. Um, I loved the IG baddie era from 2013 to 2016. That was a sensational time. (laughs) Um, Just everything about it, I loved it. But I never really used social media, like as in posting, because even back then I was on my mysterious, I'm anonymous type of energy. Um, And then, After having Instagram, okay, so that was like high school. Oh, and in high school, I was on Twitter. I was an avid user on on Twitter. I was on Stan Twitter. Yes, I was. (laughs) I was on Stan Twitter like during the earlier years of Stan Twitter. Like I was on Stan Twitter when it was first becoming a thing. Um, Your girl was an Arianator. And I was a believer. I loved and I still do love Justin Bieber. Um, I've been a fan of his since 2010. And I created my, yeah, I created my Twitter account. I think it was like in 2013. But yeah, I was a believer. I loved me some Ariana Grande. I don't know about her now, but back in the day, I loved Ariana Grande. And I was also a Jariana shipper. Do you guys know about that? (laughs) Do you guys guys know about Jariana? Jariana is a ship. And I shipped Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande together, like, very badly. But they paid each other dust. Like, being a shipper 
I know on Stan Twitter is so weird because it's like the small little bit of interaction, you would just freak out. But yeah, Justin, no, I think it was the other way around. Ariana did not want Justin. <laughs> so yeah, um, I was actually like semi-popular on Stan Twitter. I think I had like 9,000 followers. I don't want to say my username, but I was very problematic. Like I was getting banned every week. Um, I was one of those very opinionated stands who didn't suck up to the people who I looked up to. And a lot of believers and auditors did not like me because I gave my opinion. Like when Justin got arrested, I'm like, this man is nuts. I was crazy on Twitter, bro. Like I was insane, but I'm, I'm like going on a tangent, but the Bizzle era, sensational. Like. I love, I loved the Bizzle era. Um, journals, amazing, 10 out of 10. I'm glad that I lived through that era. I will never forget that. But yeah, I think that just being on Stan Twitter, um, when I turned like 18, I'm like, this is kind of toxic. Like even I, like at my young age of 18, I'm like, Stan Twitter is very toxic. It's people who don't even know me, just like coming for me. So <laughs> let me get off of Stan Twitter. And I deleted my twitter account um i haven't really used twitter since i briefly used twitter just for the means of shia so bougie but i just i i cannot see myself going back on twitter because i just don't support um elon musk so yeah that was that and then when i entered college i i kind of just got rid of like all my social medias i got rid of instagram i got rid of again, Twitter, and I didn't really use anything. So I was like, okay, let me start using Tumblr. And I've used Tumblr in the past. I think in 2012, I had a Tumblr account. Um, my Tumblr page back then, it was very much so... I don't know if you guys remember this. You have to be like an OG Tumblr user. There are different niches on Tumblr and my Tumblr page back then was a part of the rosy aesthetic. I I don't know. It was like a lot of reblogs from like Instagram baddies. I was into that whole era. So I had that Tumblr page from maybe like 2012 up until 2016. And then I came back on Tumblr during 2018 and I was just into a different era. I was into the early 2000s. Um, and yeah, that's how I created Baby Fado 5 and I love Tumblr. I think that back then it was a little bit more magical in comparison to now, but um, I met some really cool people on Tumblr and I'm so glad that I created my page because yeah. And just like to answer the question about social media hiatuses, um, I think that now I just have a really good relationship with social media. And like just speaking on my journey when I was younger, I kind of already saw like, oh, social media is kind of trash. So that's why I kind of just got rid of my old personal accounts. And I took like years off of social media to just experience life. But now my relationship with social media, it's just really, it's its solely about she is so bougie. Um, I just, I'm so into my life that I just don't really care about other people's lives. I only use social media to just post about she is so bougie because this is a hobby that I'm really passionate about. And that's really it. I don't really care to like scroll through um, feeds. Um, I do use YouTube. I love YouTube. But other than that, I don't really care to just scroll through, you know, I, I, I don't care. So I just think I just kind of developed a more healthier relationship with social media and just my phone in general. Like I don't really use my phone a lot. But yeah, I don't know how to answer the question. So I just went into detail about my social media journey and that's how I came to be as disconnected as I am currently. Next question. Hi, baby fat. I'm an aspiring model. The thing is, I have no idea where to go besides sending my shots into agencies. I work out by still, but still curvy. So I would obviously be plus size. 
I don't want to be some small time model, even though I know the e-commerce make more money than the regular runway models, but I aspire to be as big as Victoria's Secret models in the 2000s, or dare I say, as big as Bella Hadid. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Without being a Nepo baby. I know it's hard work and a bit delusional, but I'm willing to put in the work. This is, that's great. I, this isn't really a question, but um, yeah, I think that you can do anything that you put your heart into. Um, the thing is just rewatching America's Next Top Model, like the irony of this question, but I feel like getting into the modeling industry, I don't even know what that is in 2024 because everything is just social media based. I think that a lot of people get signed to big top agencies just by being, you know, a social media influencer. So yeah, I think that I, I wish you luck and you're capable of being successful and yeah, good luck. <laughs> So that is the end of this personal rant episode. This was very long. I did not intend it to be so long, but stay tuned for another episode that'll be coming sometime this month, and it'll be part two of the self-branding series, and we're going to be talking about how to social climb your way to the top. So stay tuned for that. And make sure, if you haven't already, to purchase the new She Is So Bougie ebook. These will be on sale during Valentine's Day, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And thank you so much for tuning in. I got it on the side.